Bonjour, my bros and sirs. On this, our 33rd episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Merci beaucoup to you for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian mountaineer with a mild case of dementia, Lucas Ham Swisher. With me is the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. Uh, good morning. Also with me, and Pat, our volleyball savant who can make anyone laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. I am back, baby. Yeah. And our final member of the GMG quadfecta, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, La Coretta in his stomach, and is currently up to his neck in a big pile of sheet music, Mark Boucher. We're in the end game now. Oh, excuse me. I mean, we're on the podcast now. What's up, guys? Hey. If this hey. is your first time joining us, welcome and hold on to your butts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. If it's not your first time, welcome back and be of good cheer because Ronnie J is most certainly here. It's so good to see you, brother. Your beautiful face. We missed Thank you. you. Thank you. It's good to be here. I almost pity the listeners right now because they can't look upon your face. And it's sad. Only there yeah, was I'm not wearing a hat eyes. and everything. I know, Hair's right? You, even did, you did your hair up for us and everything. It's wonderful. Got your Look, nails done. Got your hair done. It's all natural here. Yeah, this, it is. This, this just happens when I get out of the shower. <laughs> I woke well, up like this. Well, along with this beautiful return, we have personal updates to give MCU movies to rank and in-game movie predictions to make. But before we continue, it is time again for our newest segment, GMG community cornery. Still work still working <laughs> I can't on can't believe that's still a thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, no one's given me another suggestion and nobody really like You're not wrong. Told me it was wrong, so I'm just going with it. Okay. But whether we're gonna be sharing a Fackler frenzy, semi professionally made haiku, putting you in stitches with dad jokes, or a random question from our community members, we have listeners too special not to share. And this week we get to go to a good old favorite and have our old-fashioned old Fackler frenzy. Are you guys ready? Oh, boy. This baby is half random, half Marvel. So I so hope... 30 minutes. You are ready <laughs> for the Fackler frenzy. Mm-hmm. So, are you guys really ready? Oh, Who's we need to first? decide the order. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go with Patrick, Mark, Ronnie, me. Got it. Okay, I don't know why I started with Patrick. Nothing ever good comes from that, but we're going to go with it. Hey, ouch. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to say nothing ever good. That's, Shut up. That's not true. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I can't shut up, or we can't do the fact they're frenzy, because you don't have it. Uh, you can send it to me. But occasionally, Patrick, just to inspire you, Chad also shared some of his answers, just to give you a moment to think. Okay? So here we go. What is your favorite MCU TV series to date? His is the Punisher series on Netflix. Go. Daredevil season one. Daredevil season one. I didn't hear the question. <sighs> Marvel TC. Marvel. <laughs> it's too early for that. Marvel TV series, Ronnie. 
You got one? You like? Uh, yeah, whatever the rock is in. That's mine. Perfect. And I'm going to go with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Season next one. All the seasons. No. No, that's not true. Get not all the seasons. No season, no, season two and three were also very good. So seasons one through three for sure. Then after that, it gets a little shaky. But they're still really good. Anyways. Uh, favorite fiction book, Patrick? Favorite fiction book? That uh, means probably not gotta true. Be... Oh, not true. Okay, thank yes. you for defining fiction. I appreciate that. So if it's called <laughs> if it's called God's Round Earth, it is not fiction. If it's called God's Flat Earth, it's fiction. I've read Ooh. like four books in my life, so Congrats. it's gonna be pretty. Yeah, Da Vinci Code for sure. That is number one. Good. Uh, I'm going. Well, do I have to pick if it's a series? One book. No, you, of, just one book. One book. What color lion, does it have to be? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ooh. Uh, my daughter's reading that right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pass. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> read books. <laughs> Why don't you all? just say whatever book The Rock wrote? Whatever book The Rock wrote. Perfect. Well, <laughs> Patrick will edit out what I said, and then he'll just put in what you said. Yeah, edit that out, Pat, for sure. Ed- edit it out. Thank you. Uh, my answer is going to be Return of the King from Lord of the Rings. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, which yes. Marvel character's powers would you like to have? Chad would like to have Magneto's powers. I gave you an extra moment. Come on now. Pick some powers. Of all the Marvel characters, I can yeah. pick one. Yeah. Uh, I would pick Captain Marvel's. Nice. Nice. Very similar to Superman's powers, so yeah. Why not? Yep. Quicksilver super speed. Doctor Strange. And I'm going to go with... Wolverine. Healing ability. Claws. All right. The healing claws? Healing, he has healing claws. claws. That's healing more ability. Than one ability. No. Comma yeah. claws. Fine. I want the healing ability. There you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> next is favorite karaoke song. What? Favorite karaoke oh, song. Told you it was random. <laughs> Whatever The Rock wrote. So you're welcome from Moana. <laughs> yes. yes. Party in the yeah, USA, Miley Cyrus. I like that one. Wait. It's not your turn, Ronnie. Mark. <laughs> that, that. Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Mm, that's a good one. Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Beautiful. And I'm going to go with <laughs> Benny and the Jets with Elton John. Because <laughs> that's nice. the first one that popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Favorite Marvel villain. Uh, Chad's is the Green Goblin. Hmm. Thanos. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, shoot. Magneto. Thanos. And for the third, Thanos. The big purple grape. Yep. 
Mark, my phone just reminded me, make sure to get close to your mic, okay? Thanks. I'm pretty close to the mic right now. Uh, <laughs> last one. What's your favorite zoo animal? What's Chad's? He didn't have one. What? Not I told you, fair. Only You're some supposed of to them. give me like a few seconds to think of one. Only some of them. He said the aardvark. The aardvark. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I like uh, I like the tigers. The eye of the tigers are the best. Penguins. Uh, penguins is good, but I'm going with elephants. Mm. I should have been thinking while you were answering, and I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I am going stalling for a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with whatever animal the rock likes, which is probably... Scorpions. The scorpion. No. Ooh, well, it's no. the scorpion king. I like, dogs. you know what? I like the fruit bat. They're fun. Make them fly. Yeah. It's a weird choice. Yeah, well, you're a weird choice. Okay. <laughs> Way to go to the zoo to see the fruit bats. <laughs> the fruit bats. I love them. Everybody pile right. into the car. <laughs> with that... Let's all pile in the car together <laughs> and see what's see new news in our lives, sharing any and all personal or public information that got our attention this week, starting with the rock-loving Ronnie. Ooh, You're back, buddy. I got, you I got, got two some weeks. things to share. Yeah. Now you can tell us the truth now that you spent most of your update, update last week that you sent me lying. You don't know that that was a lie? I think we do. It happened to be this time, but you didn't know that before I just said it. I'm pretty sure you said it was a lie in the message. <clears throat> All right. So I did watch a movie. It was not Superman. Thanks, uh, for, I watched... th thanks for confessing right at the beginning so we didn't get our hopes <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, didn't, didn't want to drag it out this time. Uh, I watched Doctor Strange. And nice. uh, I really liked it. I really like, um, so far, all of like the origin stories and how the superheroes came about. Like, I really love how they did these. So the Doctor Strange one... I thought was awesome because he's basically like this neurosurgeon who's, you know, pretty much on top of the world. He's like the best there is. He's got all this money, whatever he wants. Um, and then all of a sudden everything basically is stripped away from him. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. I guess kind of how they did that. Um, and I thought his character overall was really good. Oddly enough, it kind of reminded me, I guess kind of like almost of the whole like Tony Stark type guy, you know, very like cocky, arrogant, um, you know, kind of flashy type guy. Um, but I thought that was, I thought that was really neat. But the thing that was the coolest about this movie in particular was just like the manipulation powers they have like throughout the universe, like basically how they have all the buildings like rolling down and everything is moving. They're just like standing on top of it. Like I thought that was really cool how they can manipulate like all of that. It was very inception like, like stuff oh, folding in on yeah, each other. Did you see that movie, Ronnie inception? No. I did Dang. not. I was hoping you had oh, seen it so you could be like, yes, movie. just like it. You need to see that movie, man. No, I did not, but I thought it was really cool. Um, it was one of those movies that came, like, it, it just came really full circle. Like, his last lesson was that basically it wasn't all about himself. <clears throat> and yeah. basically when he's fighting the, I can't remember who the guy is at the end. Um, the human or the big ugly dude? 
the big ugly dude, just the face Dormammu. guy. Dormammu. That's right. Yeah. So when he's up I there, basically, he's like, you know, the guy just keeps killing him, and he's like, you're just going to have to keep killing me for eternity. <laughs> oh, that's got to be one of my favorite showdowns. <laughs> it was so cool. In, he just keeps killing him, history. like, repeatedly and realizes that he can't possibly win. Um, but it was cool because it's like look, he started as being this very arrogant, like self-centered, everything's about him guy. And then all of a sudden at the end, he makes this decision to basically save everybody by repeatedly getting killed. <laughs> so it was it was just kind of a neat like transformation of the character into like what he is. I thought Dorn Mamu too looked like a relative of Thanos. He had that yeah, he really chin did. foldy thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really, just really cool. It was one of. The, it was just a bizarre movie. Um, like I, I have not gone back and watched that a second time yet, but I'm definitely going to because there's so much in that movie. I feel like there's just, like I'm one of those people when I watch through. Like I'm so into the story of the movie that I miss like so much like of the small stuff like throughout the movie. Right. So in order for me to like pay attention to that stuff, like I have to go back through and watch it again. Yeah, Marvel kind of does that too, where they kind of make you want to watch it over again because there's a lot of things, small like little Easter eggs that you miss, little story mm-hmm. threads that you kind of miss. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I did. Um, I watched another half movie. Actually, I didn't have uh, enough time to watch a full movie. I knew I had to. I knew I had to leave, but um, I watched basically the first half of Black Panther. Uh, it was just there okay. on Netflix, so that's why I chose that one. But, oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm about an, a little over an hour into it, and uh, I really like that one so far. Mm-hmm. That one is really, really cool. I love how they did that whole, like, it's like a whole hidden city. Like, the story behind that was really cool. How they have, like, they found all this technology, like, forever ago, and they basically hide their city, like, out in plain sight in the middle of, like, a rainforest. So, uh, but I haven't gotten through that one yet. So, I think I got to the point where um, his... I guess basically the heir to the throne like just has come back to like Wakanda. So I know they're about to duel. I haven't seen any of that yet. Showdown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so when I, things I, I, get I, very I, interesting. Yeah. I didn't want to watch like part of it and then, <laughs> you know, have to yeah. go. So I stopped it before they actually, uh, there was a showdown there. So other than those movies, um, <clears throat> I went to a comedy club and saw a comedian. It was the first time. I've ever actually gone to a comedy club. I, I normally like, I like to listen to a lot of comedians and watch a lot of stand up. Like, you know, if I'm sitting at my desk working and stuff, uh, it's really nice to like kind of just keep you occupied, you know, while you're working, laughing, stuff like that. But this is the first time I've ever actually went and seen anybody live. Um, and the person I saw was Craig Robinson. And if you don't know who oh, that like is, from the office, Daryl from the office. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So it was really <laughs> cool. Um, he came to town. And uh, I can't really tell you all this. I can't really tell you anything that he said. It was not a very child-friendly show. But um, so he comes out and he's on the keyboard the whole time. So he's playing songs and stuff on the keyboard like throughout his whole show. Um, and it was it was really really fun. Like he had the whole crowd like involved. Like he had the two room the two sides of the room against each other. You know, um, trying to get everybody in tune and stuff. But it was it was a really really good time. I've never seen anybody live. We were about. I think like 10 feet away, it was like a pretty personal, like comedy club, like very close, you know, there's maybe, I would say like 50 to maybe 75 people. It fit in there. Not very big, Uh, but it was really cool. It was really cool to be that close. Yeah. I've never been to a comedy club or seen stand up uh, comedy, but I've heard good things. 
I've heard it's kind of yeah, like it, the difference between watching a sporting event on TV and being at the sporting event. Like it's just got a whole different feel to it. Yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. We were um, so there's basically the front row of tables are the VIP tables. So you can like pay a little extra to get up there. Those are most of the time the people that get like like picked on and like called up on stage and stuff like that. Like that happened to a couple people. Um, Cause I think a lot of it, a lot of his comedy too is a lot of just improv. So he doesn't, you know, he has stuff that he's written and, but you can tell he just totally goes off the cusp and, you know, starts talking to the crowd and asking questions and stuff like that. And, you know, it's always like really funny with him, but it was really fun, really awesome experience. I'll definitely go back uh, to see. I think I saw, um, who was it that's coming into town? Uh, sometime next month you ever heard harlan williams i've heard the name before oh yeah harlan williams is the guy who in dumb and dumber who drinks the pee the cop (laughs) that's harlan williams um he's in wasn't he in half baked half baked yeah he's in half baked um he's the one that was he's the guy that goes to jail um (laughs) yeah he's in a bunch of movies uh just not really like main parts but his like comedy style, I've watched his, and it is all improv. Like he almost goes out with just nothing, and just starts talking to the crowd like for an hour. So it's just, like a whole different thing. I'm actually a little nervous to go to that one. I might have to sit in the back. I'm gonna get roughed <laughs> up up front. Um, but other than that, I didn't really do anything that was um, too interesting. I did play in the volleyball tournament, lost pretty miserably. Oh. And, You'll get them um, next time, buddy. Next time. I was thinking to myself since I, I, I didn't have the podcast last week. I was like, all right, I'm going to get some Marvel stuff. I'm going to get some Marvel movies knocked out, and I didn't. So, so there's that. You got one and a half. That's pretty good. One and a half. That is actually that's outpacing myself big time. It's like <laughs> big time. But I will say this week, um, I am going to see Endgame at some point. If not this weekend, it'll be the following week. But I have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. I have friends coming over to watch Marvel movies with me. So nice. We're gonna knock out a few of them. I I told them like, you know, what movies do you think I should see before? Because I don't really know. Like I haven't seen any of the Avengers, so I know I'm gonna watch those. Yeah. Um, that would probably be like, good to watch. Maybe like a Thor. Well, um, you you've already watched Thor you, Ragnarok, right? No. You I haven't? haven't watched any Thor movie. Yeah, you need to watch Avengers. Watch Ragnarok. Watch the first one and watch Ragnarok. Do not watch the second one. No, watch Avengers one and two. Age of Ultron is important for for. Oh plot, no, no, I'm saying stuff. Thor two. Oh yeah, no, Aven- forget Thor one and two. Just watch. No, no, no. You Thor can go Ragnarok. ahead and watch Avengers one and two. By all means. Dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch <laughs> Avengers one, two, and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I was looking through the list today to see like what you know what I should watch. Like, I mean, obviously, like. You know, I'm at least going to get three in. I might try. I'm going to I'm gonna watch the rest of Black Panther at some point um, this week. But I might try and ugh, try and get in a couple more. Do yeah, it. Do uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp because I believe that is going to lead into Endgame. Yeah, I have it's... Ant-Man actually recorded. So uh, that is one of the ones I want to watch. Plus, I really like Paul Rudd too. Um, I like him in almost everything. So, But we'll see. That is... Uh, that's my two week update. Who's up? Uh, who's up next? Paper rock scissors. Paper rock scissors shoot. Mark, you win. You're the only one that did something. Yay! <laughs> um. So honestly, not a whole lot happened since we recorded on Wednesday. 
Um, you know, all the usual stuff that happens in my life happened, of course. But uh, certainly the the big one that happened was Easter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's risen. He was um, risen indeed. Mm-hmm. So certainly, you know, as you know, I'm a worship leader at a church. So it's kind of a big deal, kind of a big day for me. Um, and so, well, every Sunday is a big day for me. But, you know, obviously it's a big Christian holiday. Um, so, you know, before service, we had this, instead of Sunday school, we have this big uh, breakfast that the whole church is a part of. And so that was awesome and very tasty. And then, of course, we had we had service. Was it a, um, uh, was it like a potluck breakfast? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, what was the, what people... was the hot item? I know how that works. Usually someone gets wind of like a, I don't know, some kind of egg quiche or something with bacon in it. And like people just attack it like hyenas. Was there a, a dish that people were like, Oh, we a- had like attacking? four or five different casseroles, uh, for sure. Mm. Breakfast casseroles, each of them containing some sort of cheese, Mm. egg potato yes and some sort of meat like bacon or whatever i'm listening Um, keep going yeah (laughs) i don't i don't get these Uh, kind of these kind of potluck breakfasts oh and they had uh had like cinnamon rolls and stuff like that Mm, yeah keep going i'm still listening um i'm trying (laughs) to think what else they had um you know what we get here we get uh french bread cold ham sliced Cold cheese, sliced coffee, and sometimes cake, like carrot cake, cake, That's like chocolate cake. That's it. Sliced. That's sad. Yes, yeah, sliced. It is so sad. sad. It's like everything's cold, and I'm just like, no, I need like something's going to stick to my bones and warm me up. You call this a potluck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then of course we had uh, the main service. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the music is, is themed around the resurrection. Um, and every Easter, um, our church has this, as with other churches have, they have this tradition where they basically have taken this cross and they've constructed it with chicken wire so that, and, and they get a bunch of flowers so that the children in the church can come up and basically decorate this cross, putting flowers all over it. And so when it's done, it looks amazing. Um, it's definitely a great representation that, you know, about new life because of Jesus dying on the cross and then being resurrected. You know, we can have new life in Christ. And so, you know, those mm-hmm. those types of beautiful flowers sort of demonstrate that. So that's always awesome to see. And then from there, uh, we drove about an hour and a half to my sister's house. To spend uh, time with my family for Easter um, and had more yummy food. Um, ham, scalloped potatoes, salad. Mm-hmm. Um, there was other stuff that I can't remember, but it was good. And had a great time with my family for sure. And honestly, that was basically the main highlights of my week other than on the gaming front... Of course, more and more and more Apex Legends, for sure. Uh, got a couple wins this weekend. Um, I actually played with uh, Chris McCracken and Sheldor the other night. 
and we were able to get a win. Yeah. Awesome. Chris McCracken didn't sabotage you this time? No, he did not. That was nice of and, him. And there was there was no <laughs> mark at all. <laughs> Although I'm sure at some point I did get found and shot at first. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much pretty much my week it was kind of kind of light on the stuff since right. we recorded on wednesday but uh patrick how was Hello. your week okay uh just like yourself uh it was easter weekend so we had a lot of family stuff going on uh so we had uh dinner over my in-laws on saturday and i was like man it was saturday and i was just sneezing my nose was running the allergies were just kicking my butt on saturday mm. for whatever reason um and you know like a lot of people have headaches or allergies those are like number one number two kind of things that go go on so i'm i don't get headaches but man whenever whenever it's come springtime and people are cutting their grass and flowers are blooming man it just wrecks me so i took uh so i was over there which they live right across the street from us and I came home. I was like, I got to go home. I got to take a break. Went home, took a Benadryl, had some nasal spray, and I was home for about an hour. And after that, I felt felt pretty good. So I went back over there. The only reason I went back over there really is because they were having filet mignon over there. And mm. I wanted to- <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Can't you know pass what? I'm going to make sure I can taste this. So I'm going to do whatever I can to be able to smell this steak. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we, we went over there, um, had a good time. And then on Sunday, uh, we went over my parents' house for, uh, for Easter, hung out over there, did egg hunt. Um, and yeah, it was good. Um, I didn't have, my allergies were gone by Sunday, so that was good. Um, other than Perf- that, perfect nothing really else. What's that? Perfect timing. Yeah. Other than that, uh, nothing really else happened. Um, on the gaming front, um, I... Like I said last week, I uh, beat Astrobot, and so I'm like, okay, I need to find another VR game to play with the kids. And there was this game called the Playroom VR, and it is a free VR game, and basically it is just like Astrobot, but it is mini games, and these mini games can be twi- be played uh, uh, from one to four players. And if you play one of these mini games where there is multiple players, I mean, you have a you have, there's only one VR headset. So the other players are watching the TV. And what I so I had the VR headset on and the kids were watching the TV and they had their own controllers. And what I see in my headset is different from what they see on the TV. It was kind of like a quasi split screen thing going okay, on. Okay. Cool. Um so cool. and based on the mini game, sometimes I would have the controller, sometimes they would have the controller. Um, and it was kind of like a communication kind of game. Like if I, if, if I had the headset on, like there was, there was like this ghost level and they could see the ghost on the TV, but I couldn't see the ghost on my headset. So they had to tell me where to shoot. It was kind of like a ghostbusters thing where I had to shoot these ghosts and get them into my controller. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, there was another game where I was a monster, like rampaging through the city and and busting down all these buildings, and they were like these three little astrobots running down the street trying to stay alive. So it was kind of like it was it was a pretty cool cooperative game, and it was free. Uh, so we started playing that I think on 
Saturday. Maybe it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. And then we played it on Saturday. And uh, I got the platinum in probably maybe three hours. Nice. There was like, yeah, there was there was a whole bunch of different trophies, but each one, like each mini game had like maybe five to 10 trophies and you would get it almost on one playthrough. Hmm. So it was super simple. So that was my 13th platinum of the year. Yeah. I have upped my platinums to 19. So uh, I got six more. So that was, that was actually a pretty fun game. Cool. Um, looking forward to, nice. to to finding other games like that. So if you know of any, if you see any, or if the community you guys see any, let me know um, if the if you if you know any games like that where I can play with my kids. Um, I played some more Apex. I got another win with Mark and Sheldor. Uh, I didn't play too much of Apex. I only played maybe I don't know ten matches this past week, but I did get, did get a win uh, with them, and I got two more wins with Randos. Um, and the win that sh- that Mark and Sheldor and I got, we they so in this game there's like this circle, and if you're outside the circle, your damage depletes or your health depletes. Oh my depletes. gosh, I forgot and- about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the one where I made some kind of comment where you and where Mark and Sheldor quote unquote flaked out because mm-hmm. I saw that I saw that Mark was I saw Mark and Sheldor had gone out like gotten knocked out like five or six minutes before Patrick. Yeah, so what happens is if you're outside the circle, the, your health depletes. And every time it detracts, uh, the if you're outside the zone, it hurts more and more. So we were coming down to the second to last circle, and we were all outside of the circle. And I had this character, Octane. And Octane is faster than all the others. Uh, one of his abilities, he can like uh, put a syringe in his leg or his arm. I can't, I don't know where he puts it, but then he can start running really fast. So because I had him, I was able to outrun the circle to get inside of it, uh, but they did not. So uh, with it being the second to last circle, the health just went down super fast, and I couldn't go and save them. So they just they died, and there was three squads left, and I was just sitting there while two squads were fighting each other and it it came down to one other squad and me and i knew where the guy was so i started shooting him and then i hid behind a a, like a box and then i ran towards the last circle and as i was running towards the last circle i was waiting for the guy to come out and he never did and i just (laughs) sat there and that guy got killed by the circle yeah he died oh my goodness So I was just sitting there. I didn't even shoot him. I didn't even get the satisfaction of getting a kill to win. So, uh, yeah, that was my first one of just sitting there. Hey, whatever works. Nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, I got got that win. A win's uh, a win's a win. I, yeah, a win's a win's a win. And, uh, and lastly, I started playing The Walking Dead final season. Mm. I am. There's four episodes in the game. I have finished episode one. And it is, oh man, it's, I love the Walking Dead series. Um, I really enjoyed the first episode, first episode ended and I'm like, oh, I got to play more of this. So I played, I, was, I think I was up till 1am last night playing that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I tried to get into it today, but Apex was calling me. So I played a little bit more of that <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know how, when I'm going to be able to get into that because Mortal Kombat. 11 comes out tomorrow so oh does it play actually that comes out in like two and a half hours so once this podcast ends and i start editing it i'm gonna be up till 3 a.m playing that game <laughs> look out 
Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's 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 about it. For Dude, that me. Mortal Kombat commercial, by the way, was like the coolest gaming commercial I've ever even seen. I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to get what? that one too. I haven't seen it. Is it, is it live action? Or oh it no, game? it was uh, it was like a, I think it was like a story. Uh, man, what did I see that on? No, I saw the commercial for that, and I was like, oh man, that game looks incredible. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably be buying that too. <laughs> it looks good. That one. Time for a showdown between Patrick and Ronnie. I pre-ordered it on PS4. Oh, right. Oops. No! Jerk. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's it for me. Lucas. All right. So, uh, for me, the the gaming actually was pretty low-key this past five days. Uh, Like Mark said, we had a short week. Uh, because we recorded later last week and got into it on our normal day uh, this week. So I've still been on the hunt for that plat on Lego Batman 3. I've been doing that with my kids. So little by little, we've been uh, playing each of those levels, free play levels, collecting those bricks and mini kits and all that fun stuff if you've ever played a Lego game. Along with that, uh, I also have been crawling through Fallout 76 with that there shelter. Exploring the hills of West Virginia, digital West Virginia. Um, nothing major going on there. Just uh, the only thing, actually, that just I turned a corner today because uh, Lent finished with uh, Easter Sunday. So I am able to continue playing Fallout 76 on my own now. I don't have to always stay up late at night to play with Shelter uh, with Jonathan. I don't, want, I don't want to get into the habit of just calling him Shelter all the time because that, that there Shelter, that there Shelter. Um, <laughs> but along with that, one of the more interesting th- things that happened with gaming this past week was I'm pretty sure I got the worst, cheesiest platinum I've ever gotten in my life. Maybe at least top three cheesy, easy, terrible platinums. So, so it was easier and cheesier than. My name is Mayo. Yes. And I, <laughs> let me tell you why. So, okay. Uh, probably on Thursday, I think, I was hanging out with the wife watching a show, and all of a sudden I got a text from my friend, Mighty Paolo. Now, for people in our GMG community, you might not know this name, but those of the Married to the Games community, we know Mighty Paolo from back uh, many years ago when he was an active member and uh he he actually i met this guy mighty i met this guy paulo who's from brazil he lived in sao paulo where i live now and then he moved up north but i actually met him through married to the games um we we just both happened to listen to the show and uh years ago we just decided to meet and my wife was very scared for my life but thankfully he was not a crazy person murderer uh kind of guy and he was normal but uh since then since we met a few years ago um, we've kept a friendship going. And even though he moved to the north, probably, oh, geez, like a four or five hour flight away and driving, it would take like 24 hours to reach him. So he's pretty much out of reach unless I have a, a weekend, a week free to visit him. But uh, he sent me a message and he said, hey, I need help with a trophy. And I'm like, what trophy do you need help with? And he said, this game called Conan Exiles. And I'm like, Conan Exiles? I'm like, isn't that a PS Plus game? And it was a PS. It is a PS Plus game that was free, uh, starting at the beginning of April. And I said, I I looked up that trophy, and it takes like fifty or sixty hours to get. He's like, Yeah, that's not 
exactly true. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, here, follow this link. So he sent me a link and I looked it up and I found out that you can get this platinum in less than an hour and a half. Close to an hour, you can get this platinum. From 50 to 60 hours down to 90 minutes. Yes. So he said, you need to download this. Now, here's the catch with this game. This game, I'd, I'd looked up this game when it was first free at the beginning of the month. And not only did it say the trophy took 50 or 60 hours to get the platinum, it also got a terrible rating. It was a very bad game. Uh, it just looked it looked terrible. It played terrible, etc. cetera. Um, but... I lost my train of thought. Hold on. Shenanigans by playing a, getting a 50, 60 hour plat in 90 minutes. Yeah, that's what I get. So uh, when I had looked it up, it just, it didn't look fun at all. And it looked like it was going to take a long time. And I was like, this isn't worth it. He said, so here's what you do. He said, you go into the settings and there's a, a part in the settings where you can make yourself the admin. And once you make yourself the admin, you can set the level of your character. So, like, for example, there are five trophies for getting to level 60. You can set your character to level 60, and you automatically get all those trophies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, shenanigans. Yeah, you can spawn, you can spawn any NPC, any boss, any, any enemy. You can spawn it in front of you. You can put yourself in god mode so they can't kill you. And then, once you have uh, spawned these characters, you can instantly kill them by clicking a kill all NPC button. What? And, it, and they'll all die in front of you, and you get all the trophies for killing those bosses. So, so on Friday night, I think it was Friday night, I boot up the game, and after an hour, I have all of the trophies except for one. Uh, I've I've brought up all the bosses, and I've killed them using the the admin powers of that be. And uh, the only one I have left is uh, I had left is you have to stand on someone's head and kill them. And I'm like, how in the world am I supposed to do this? And this is where pa- this is the original reason why Paolo sent me a message because he's like, I can't do this on my own. You have to have a friend get online and do it with you. So we joined a game together, and then we proceeded to jump on top of each other's heads. And then using the admin controls, we over encumbered ourselves. And then when our characters were over encumbered, we automatically crush the person below us, and it kills them. <laughs> And then once you kill them doing that, you get a trophy, got the platinum trophy, and that is how I got easily the worst platinum trophy in the history of trophies. <laughs> platinum trophies. So, Pat, uh, if you're I, interested... I, I want to get it. I kind of want to get it now. <laughs> don't have the game. I want to see all this. So I smell platinum number 14. Now, the one thing I do want to mention is the other thing that threw me off of this game. It is, it's 70 gigs to download this game. And that is. Like, I have it. You have seventy available. Yeah. All right. Yes. I I so actually no, was. I, mean, I have it downloaded. I'm all set. Oh, are you sweet? Yep. I uh yeah I actually got the platinum and then Paolo was like I am deleting this game and I first thought yeah I'm gonna delete it too and then I thought I wonder if Pat will want to uh, get yes. this cheesy trophy with yes. me so I got you brother I still got the game cool. on my system so I will I will let you jump on top of my head and. <laughs> Crush me. Okay. <laughs> it's good times. Wow. So this is a co-op game? It can be, yeah. It's kind of like a... It's kind of like... Have you ever played, seen the Diablo games? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, except it's like third person. It's not top down or anything. It's behind you. It's like a... You can build a structure, and it's set in the Conan universe where 
there's like mythical beings and crazy people running around, people in loincloths fighting each other and all that jazz. So, all right. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, I get some music going. Um, but other than that, uh, with Paolo, I, I did also pe- play some of the Overwatch uh, co op events where you kind of run around and fight robots and fight different things. You have like these little mini stories. I don't know, uh, Patrick or Mark, if you guys have done those before. Um, but I did that this past weekend also. Uh, I think I'd never done any before, and you can do. Yeah. There's I did like those with the three shelter. of them. Yeah. There's like three of them. So I did. I did all three of them with Paolo, except the third one, we didn't realize there were no save points and we were right at the end and our group just like totally screwed up and we died and we were not willing to do it all over again. So we never finished the third one, but did the first two and they were fun. Uh, so that was, that was just a different way to do Overwatch. We enjoyed it. Um, outside of gaming, as you guys have already mentioned, uh, it was Easter weekend and uh, for me, Easter weekend was kind of a, I had, I had a love hate relationship with Easter weekend, mainly because my wife got sick and she got sick, like hardcore. Uh, she got done with school on Thursday and while we were driving home, she's like, I think I'm losing my voice by Thursday night. She had lost her voice. And then by Friday morning, she felt like she had gotten hit by a truck. And so like this whole weekend, she has been fighting, you know, we got a four day weekend because we got Friday off because of Good Friday. And then we got Monday off because of another uh, holiday here in Brazil. Um, but it was, it just made it rough because I was, you know, she was kind of operating at like 50% power most of the time. And so, uh, you know, we had a number of different services and different activities over the weekend. So half of them I went by myself. And then the other half of the time, like during our Sunday school class, I looked over at her and she started like turning almost white. And then at the end of the Sunday school class, she was like, I almost passed out in the middle of Sunday school class. I'm like, we have got to go home because you need rest. So she's been resting this whole weekend. Um, but leading up to, to Easter, you know, I finished out Lent. And like I told you guys before, my, my goal was to um, only play video games with other people, to not play alone, and to also use less of uh, my screen on my phone. And I will say that I was successful on the gaming front. And I pretty much over the past month and a half only played games with other people. It was, it was pretty fun most of the time. I will say I stayed up a lot later than I like to, to play games with Sheldor, to play Overwatch with people. But it was, it was cool. I played a lot more games with my kids and, um, it was, it was fun. On the other hand, I, I had a lot of trouble, like, cutting myself off from the phone mainly just because like it's it's just the way I communicate with everybody you know like whether it's through texting or it's through discord uh talking to people straight up on twitter uh it was tough but even in it all like even though I I kind of failed during lent to to not stay away from my screen all the time it still was a good reminder that that I need to live uh in God's strength and you know that on my own I just kind of do whatever I want Um, but, but through him, I can, I can be better and I can focus more on others, focus more on him. And so by the time I got to Easter weekend, I was ready to celebrate, ready to just enjoy that time with family. And other than my wife being sick, it was a really great time. Uh, uh, one thing that was really special was on Sunday night, uh, our church gave all the families like little communion kits, like with a little bit of bread and a little bit of juice. 
uh, grape juice. And so my family and I, with just my wife and my kids, we, we had a little mini communion service in our house at our kitchen table. And we talked to our kids, you know, our, our, both of our kids have both said that, you know, they, they trust in God. They, they believe in Jesus as their savior and Lord. And so we said, you know, in church, you need to be baptized to take communion, but here at home with mommy and daddy, you know, we can, we can have this time. And we taught them about the symbolism of the bread and the wine. Um, it was really cool. And I, and I will say that one thing that also made the, the weekend special was especially coming off of our faith episode that we did last week. Um, I, I have to say that after we did our, after we recorded on Wednesday night, I was really like, I was really kind of emotionally charged in a good way. Uh, I, it really just got me in the right mindset for the weekend of just celebrating Christ, of celebrating Easter. Uh, you know, I was overwhelmed just with, not just with, with uh, the fact that we got to share our testimonies and share our faith, but but just the response of the community and uh, getting to talk with different people after the fact, you know, talking with Barnaby and talking with Travis and, you know, messaging some people and, and just kind of initiating that faith conversation. It was really, it was really, it was just such a blessing. It was humbling and it was, uh, it really just kind of put me in the right mindset to celebrate Easter weekend. And... Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just am glad that, that we have this opportunity to, to, to share life together. You know, we've talked about it on a number of episodes, how, how we always want to connect with the people that listen to us and everything else. And, uh, this weekend was just another good example of how, how that's possible. So it was really cool that even though we all have different kind of outlooks on religion, on faith, on what it looks like we can all talk together and we can all challenge each other and we don't have to judge each other. And, and I think it was quite obvious in, in how things went down with, with our episode last week and, and talking with people on the discord and on Twitter and stuff. So, uh, I really enjoyed that and really, um, I really appreciated that conversation that we initiated. Did you guys have that same kind of feeling with it? Yeah, it was actually pretty cool because uh, some of the stories uh, that and views from our community that they shared, um, some of it was personal, um, and uh, well, actually a lot of it was personal. And uh, like you said, uh, having that conversation, you know, no no judgment, uh, just a conversation because you know it's it's if you think your opinion is always right, then you're going to shut yourself off from listening to others. Um, and, uh, just, just listening and having that conversation. It was really cool that, uh, that the, there was, a, a a lot of, a lot of people, um, shared their stories uh, a lot more than I thought. Uh, um, cause sometimes it's hard, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. Well, uh, with this new week and this new episode, we are continuing to talk about superheroes. Last week we talked about the superhero for some of us, Jesus Christ. We uh we had we celebrated Easter, the 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 time when he did the most heroic thing anyone could ever do, dying for others and dying for for us and uh coming to life again. And in this week we are continuing the superhero discussion just in a less serious fashion because we have another big event folks coming our way uh this coming i think thursday is that right thursday, thursday night mm-hmm. thursday for some actually if you live in china it's tuesday for the lucky Uh-oh. billions that live there uh 
Avengers Endgame is upon us. For Actually, the premiere is tonight. Is the premiere tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think tomorrow the uh, <laughs> the uh, whatever it's called. I don't know the the Tuesday? T- the time <laughs> limit the time limit to when you can oh, review the embargo the embargo thank you ding, oh ding, ding, my ding. goodness are you are you serious that's tomorrow the okay. embargo lifts tomorrow everyone so get on Twitter and everybody's and off the internet hands on deck <laughs> you better put those uh, you better put those blocks on Twitter and all your social medias buddy because stuff is going to be flying out I think it's like three o'clock oh. tomorrow oh man my my daughter uh, she is on her phone she does this like TikTok thing. And she's oh, yeah. uh, she. Uh, we told her that when we were growing up, we didn't get phones till we were like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. And she's she and she the, she was like appalled that, by that. That was partially she's because so, they were just invented, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, the the it was for the consumer, like those like old Nokia unbreakable oh, yeah. ones. So when she heard that, she's like, okay, I'm. And we were telling her all the things that we had to do. Um, when we we were young without phones and so she's like okay i'm not gonna touch my phone for three days and i think i might do the same thing for reasons not to be to p- go play outside right. not to go outside and enjoy the nice weather i just don't want to get spoiled <laughs> from adventures run away <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's gonna be about the only way to totally avoid spoilers is to shut your phone off and do not, do not, just don't even use the internet on your computer. Even like, just go out, go outside. Mortal Kombat for the next three days. Just play Mortal Kombat offline. Just play Mortal Kombat offline. You'll be fine. Yep. Yep. So with that, that leads us with with that idea in mind. We thought it would be perfect to have a topic of all things MCU. And so, I think we just need to jump right in. Would you agree? Excelsior. All right, so as we said, we are just days away from Avengers Endgame. It has been 10 crazy years, 20 plus movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I want to just go back for a quick second. Have you guys been following from the beginning? We kind of know a little bit of Ronnie's story because he's a little more contemporary with things. But for those that are listening, maybe for the first time, uh, have you guys been following this from the beginning? Have you been all in from the beginning? What's been your MCU pathway to this wondrous occasion this coming weekend? Oh, absolutely. I have been on this since day one yes yes Agreed. same here yep um i i enjoy all things superhero and so back in 2008 when iron man came out i was full speed ahead for that um even though iron man was kind of like a kind of lesser known marvel character i mean he still had his own comics and stuff but he wasn't as up there is like spider-man or whatever um and, and so but i still watched like the cartoons growing up like they had a 90s iron man cartoon so uh when they started putting out you know iron man and captain america and stuff like that yeah i was definitely on board especially when it when it started to 
really collect itself as a shared universe mm-hmm. um, for sure. So, yep. Yeah, same same here. Um, I knew I, I I didn't read comics when I was younger. The only superheroes I really knew were Spider Man, Superman, Batman. You know, all the really all the big mans. Ones. Yeah, all the mans. <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> And so I didn't know anything. So I went into Iron Man. I'm like, who is Iron Man? I know nothing about this person or this superhero and what who's the villains are. And yeah, I mean, who Iron, all side characters are. Iron's not even nothing. that strong of a metal. I mean, why wouldn't he be Platinum Man or Diamond, Diamond Man? Man. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> He'd blind uh, yeah. everybody. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like like I, I saw that movie and I was like, man, this is pretty sweet. And then like Mark uh, said is. This was going to be a shared universe. It wasn't going to be like a trilogy of movies. This was going to be a movie that was going to be in this whole universe, which was mind-boggling. Yeah, and totally. Now, I mean, like with with what Marvel has done, and with sharing universes, like there's a lot of different franchises that are doing the same thing. Because of the success of Marvel, now they don't do it as well as Marvel has. Nope. Uh, but uh, now, has, but it, yeah, has anyone been... else really pulled it off? Like, I only know if DC has tried, and Final Destination did it. Final. <laughs> 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 yes, the greatest crossover event. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Re- WCW and. NWO? WWF, maybe? <laughs> WWF? How long, how long has it not been WWF? It's been like... <laughs> At least 10, 15 years. 10, 15 years. <laughs> but yeah. No, I know for me, I uh, I, I really... I read um, X-Men comics back in the day. I, 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 of course, knew the Batman movies. And so I knew I liked those things, but I never got really hardcore into them. And so I didn't have a lot of knowledge of them. Like you, Patrick, I was like, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. Who is this Iron Man? Iron Man. And then, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. And then I was like, I remember thinking like Thor. And I'm like, Thor? He's like this long-haired, blonde, ooh, look at me. I'm so beautiful. Like, I was just like, come on, what is what is this? And then Captain America, I've never liked Captain America. Like, he was like... The only exposure I ever got to Thor was... From Adventures in Babysitting? Yes, Adventures of Babysitting, yes. <laughs> that's the only... <laughs> that's a terrible that's example. <laughs> that was the only one I had, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but then Captain America, like, I've always seen him as, like, a Boy Scout. And he... I don't know. The, the, the comics that I read with him in them, I didn't like him because he's always like, oh, we got to do this because uh, it's the right thing to do. And, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, you're a little too much hero. You need to, like, have a little bit of an attitude, like... Back in the day, I was a huge Wolverine fan, and I kind of liked a little bit of that anti-hero, you know, where where they kind of took the 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 bad route or the more exciting route, where if Captain America was like, "By the book, don't break the rules, etc." So, like when they were announcing all these different characters, and I'm like, "Really?" And I'm like, "X Men's already cool, you know. They had already had some X Men movies, or they had had all of them, I think, at that point. Of course, that you know, by the third X Men, they had kind of driven that into the ground." Uh, and then, I mean, of course, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 1 and 2, amazing. Then Spider-Man 3, again, just rub it into the ground. Just destroy it. And so I would have to say that I went in cautious, but cautiously optimistic, you know, especially once I saw Iron Man. Once I saw Iron Man and it kind of set that tone, it was like, okay, 
this is cool. Like this is this is well done. And I don't think it really clicked with me though until I watched the Avengers, like the first one, and how all the movies just kind of melted into that one movie. And I'm like, why has no one done this before? Like made these cinematic universes. Like it is such a. I think I don't think anyone's ever really done it to this level before, have they? No, not at all. Not at all. It's not just, well. It's just sequels. It's like yeah, boom, boom, well. boom. That's that's a yeah. It's like sequels. There. It's not like it's not like three, four different trails leading to you know Avengers movie. And now they have so many trails and so many characters, and it's amazing they're able to to keep it all up and keep it keep it going in the right direction. Uh, but yeah. speaking of the characters, the heroes, the villains, do you guys have some favorites that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, my favorite of all the MCU movies. Yeah, who is it? Is Luis <laughs> from Ant-Man. from Ant Man? Yeah, I was gonna say it's Ant Man, right? The one that talks really fast. It's like, and then this guy told my friend, and he said, "Hey, man, what are you doing? Let's go to the store." Is that Luis? Every yeah, oh man, every time he's on screen, I'm like, yes, this is this is great. <laughs> Luis, he's my favorite. He's not a superhero or a villain, but he is my favorite character of all the MCU's. All right, fair enough. Nice. Um, favorite, at least favorite MCU superhero would have to be Spider-Man. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I was so happy when, when Marvel and Sony were finally able to work it out and to be able to use the rights, the movie rights for Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, to get him in there um, because of the fact that he's not been rebooted once, but twice. Um, so, um, and both like, like you said, Spider-Man one and two back in the early two thousands, they were good. Um, I personally liked the amazing Spider-Man one and two. I also did. I didn't mention that, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But it was just nice to have the MCU's take on Spider-Man. They put him back in high school, um, because that's where honestly he's the most interesting, um, because he's this kid dealing with high school, normal kid problems. And then on top of that, he's a superhero, um, and going around with the Avengers and stuff. So uh, I was so glad to have him in this universe and, uh, he's very true to form for oh, sure. So true to form, but, true to the comics, yeah. like to a T, but obviously they've modernized some things about aspects of his universe. Right. Um, one example being Aunt May. Um, being uh, attractive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although it's it's it makes sense because Marissa Tomei, I think, is in like her 50s. And and uh, Tom Holland, I think, is like 19 or something like yeah. that. Um, so it's believable that, that, she, that he is her nephew. Um, but, you know, Aunt May has always been portrayed as this like really old lady like grandma type aunt Um, yeah and so it's interesting to see that dynamic yeah for sure i know for me spider-man 2 has not spider-man 2 the movie but spider-man also has been a character that i've really he's kind of tom holland has just captured his character so well i mean i back in the day i did like um what is his name? I'm blanking on his name. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. I wanted to say Topher Grace. I'm like, that's definitely not it. That's Venom. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, but Toby McGuire, he 
he he kind of got the look and kind of the innocent attitude approach to it, but he did he just was so clueless. And I'm like, no, Spider-Man's always had street smarts. And then in the Amazing Spider-Man, he was way too emo. So like he was always like one second he was happy go lucky, and the next second he was like, I'm so depressed right now. My parents are I've never seen my parents or seen them since I was this age. Blah blah blah. But like I think Tom Holland has such a great balance between his serious side and he is always telling jokes like like joke 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 but in a good way you know does it well and i love his introduction to the mcu in civil war like in captain america civil war and they introduce him under ruse and he goes head to head toe to toe with people like when he gets uh winter soldier's arm and it's just like oh what is this made of and this is a really cool arm you got here like that is so <laughs> so comical i love that so much uh, the other one that I really connect with uh, character-wise uh, that surprises me, because, you know, I mentioned earlier that I did not like Captain America in the comics, is Chris Evans' Captain America. Like, his his tried and true, like, being a good superhero, but having heart. Like, I think that's what Captain America lacked in the comics was he was all about doing the right thing, but it never felt like he put his heart into it. And I feel like... Captain America in the MCU, he still wants to take the honorable, the the good route, but he he lets his heart guide him, and and I feel like he he he's the heart of the Avengers. Like he, I I can't wait to see how he and Tony's uh, relationship develops, and you know I think I think they're kind of reuniting in uh, Endgame finally. Uh, is going to be one of the keys, you know. I'm, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, I don't want to get ahead into Endgame yet. But but I, I just really I just really like uh, Chris Evans' portrayal of of Captain America and what everything he represents. Um, so that's that's one of my characters too. Uh, how about you, Ronnie? You got a favorite? Peter Quill, Star Lord. Yes. Um, I I think I like him. I like I always tend to go back to the. I guess the characters that are more like, like real individuals, you know what I mean? Like um, it's, it's one of the main reasons I liked Iron Man so much, I think. Cause I mean, obviously he's not a normal character. Like he's, he's like the smartest man in the world, uh, like technology wise, but um, no, that like uh, the guardians of the galaxy movies with like, so Quill in the movies is like, I feel like kind of like if one of us <laughs> were in that universe, you know, right. Um, just the stuff that he does, like the funniest thing, like throughout the two movies is like, Okay, he should definitely be dead at least a hundred times by now, right? And he's kind of still <laughs> arrogant about it, but you know. Um, so that's I, I really connected with that. Nice. Well, we had uh, some others in our Discord in our Discord community that wanted to share their favorite characters. Rage and Maniac, one of our newer members of the Discord and a very active member, uh, he said Thor is one of my favorite characters personally. I think his character arc is the best of all the characters. Starts out. Uh, as a kid, uh, very cocky, wannabe king of Asgard, then arcs into a true hero and dang near defeats Thanos. I have to say, Rage Maniac, uh, going back and watching all these over again, like watching Thor 1 was painful. I don't know if you guys have watched it recently, but but his portrayal of Thor is very true to the comics and very true to why I didn't like Thor to begin with. Like He's very cocky, very full of himself. It looks like they dipped his eyebrows in bleach for two two days like <laughs> it looks awful like his character and make everything is awful but his his by the by thor ragnarok like definitely thor is in my top 
top three, top five characters, uh, Avengers for sure. Like he's just really cool. So I'm with you on that. Ash Ingram said, my favorite superhero has always been Spider-Man. I just love the character and boyish geeky charm. I'm one of the few that actually enjoyed the Tobey Maguire movies. Andy Garfield was okay, still loved the movies, but Tom Holland, he's such a likable guy. Super excited for Endgame. Not entirely sure about predicting what's going to happen without spoiling Infinity War for those who haven't seen it, so I'm going to stay hush on that topic. I will tell you, it is weird to see Karen Gillian on the big screen, considering she and I went to school together. Happy happy for her, though, uh, for all that she's done for herself. From a girl from Inverness, Scotland, to being in Doctor Who, to being Nebula in Guardians and Avengers, it's pretty awesome. So shout out to Karen Gillian. Gillen. 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 Gillen, thank you. Obviously, Karen was not my friend in high school because I cannot pronounce her last name. But that's really cool. We have a friend yeah, of a celebrity. Cool. So, nice. Um, let's see. Matt, a.k.a. Arctic Warlocks, he said, Doctor Strange is my favorite character. Although he could have taken care of Thanos single-handedly in Infinity War all by himself by making a quick portal opening and closing it really fast, thus cutting Thanos in half, case closed, Job's done. His superpower abilities are so mystical, man. Ability to manipulate time, dimensional travel, conjuring of objects, astral projection, flight, teleportation, and spells. Also, my dad and uncle have a huge comic book collection, and they have the first issue of Doctor Strange. So that's also why I like him. Wow, that's cool. That's really cool, for sure. And yeah, when you list all those things that he can do, that is a lot of stuff. And he probably could have beaten Thanos single-handedly. We'll know. Will we? Will we know? Who knows? Uh, Travis Popsicle. <laughs> will we know? Who knows? Who knows? All right. It's what happens when you're working with that time gem stone <laughs> thing. Uh, Travis Popsicle said, "Favorite character is probably Spider-Man, mostly because of the humor. Never takes things too serious. Kind of like myself." Uh, he does have a question randomly for us. With Stan Lee passing recently, what is your favorite cameo that he has done? You guys have a favorite Stan Lee cameo? So, uh, I'm going to go to Thor The Dark World on this one. It was, he was in that nursing home, mm-hmm. or I don't, was it a psychiatric nursing home or something like that, where that scientist is trying to uh explain how worlds are colliding or something like that i can't remember what he was talking about okay but he was his props were shoes <laughs> and then stan lee's at one of the tables and he just turns to the scientist he's like can i have my shoe back <laughs> i don't remember that one that's, <laughs> that's because that's it's hilarious. Thor the dark oh world. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah yeah the bottom of the list so i actually obviously watching the first half of black panther so his his little cameo in that movie is he is at like a blackjack table or something, uh, some type yes. of uh, casino table, and uh, the Black Panther character walks up and like wins money, and then he Stanley basically reaches over, grabs the money. He's like, "I'm just gonna slide this over this way for safekeeping," and he's like sliding it into his own pile. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dishonest yeah. guy. <laughs> oh man. The one that's coming to mind at the moment is actually in 
the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I want to say it's either one. No, it's it's one where he is the librarian in in the school library, and he's got the headphones on, and he's just dusting away and all that kind of stuff. And there's this huge battle in the background <laughs> between Spider-Man and I believe <laughs> lizard? It was a lizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's totally obliv- oblivious. Totally oblivious. I think the one that makes me laugh out laugh out loud the most is the one where I can't remember which one this is. I think it might be Civil War, but it's where he's a FedEx guy, I think, or UPS, and he delivers a package. Yes, that's the other and one. And he's like, <laughs> I got a package for a Tony Stank. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stank's right here. This is him right yeah, here. Tony Stank right here. Oh, that one, that one makes me laugh every time. It's, it's just like... He, his his timing and just you know he's just like the sweetest old man and then he just he just says some off the wall stuff it's awesome i think i think uh captain marvel's kind of affected me you know especially oh, yeah. cuz it was the first one after he had passed away yeah that's true um and and just the fact that you know he's sitting there reading the 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 script for mallrats on the on the train yeah that was a nice touch that was such a subtle a subtle cameo. I really like that too. Yeah, she just pulls the thing down and she smiles at him, and it's like, oh, yeah. And he's only got one more cameo. Endgame is his final cameo. I thought, uh, I, there's not one from Far From Home. No. Oh, really? I thought I there heard will that be. Now the Russo's basically. Feige said, uh, "This is it." Here's my thought: Endgame. if they can, I don't know. Part of part of me wants them to do the. The stuff like they've done with Star Wars and other movies where they just computer generate. Like, I just think it's a crime that he's not going to be in movies after a certain point. Like, I don't know. Find a way to get him in there. Yeah, but I almost think that makes more special. Like, him not being in any like any further. Like, his last yeah. cameo being in Endgame. Like, that... Maybe. I, I think it kind of makes yeah. it special. But, yeah. That was... That was so cool that they they got him to be a part of all those movies and like beyond the MCU. I mean, he was in all the Spider Man movies, right? And, oh yeah, uh, he's, he's been doing that. it he's since like the seventies and eighties, like he's making cameos stuff and like stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, That's so cool. Uh, one more favorite character from the Elusive Man, Los. He said, "Thor, I see myself as Hulk. As bad as that may sound, I'm calm, I'm cool, and smart when I'm level headed. But just don't get me angry." But Thor is my favorite character for many reasons. Uh, Rage and Maniac pretty much hit it on the head. His arc is the best in all of the MCU. So, we've watched lots of movies. We've, well, at least three of us have seen all 20 plus movies. And another person is uh, who we will not name is working on uh, seeing all 20 plus movies. But based on what we have seen, I uh, wanted to talk about before we get into Endgame talk, I wanted to get into our top five uh, movies, MCU movies. And we'll just start with uh, number five. Now, I will say, before we get into it, I think we can all agree that this is, one, it's not an easy list to form. And two, uh, just because there's movies on this list doesn't mean they stink. I'm pretty sure, at least on my part, there's only one movie out of all 21 or... I think it's 21 movies that I that I don't really care to have. I don't really ever need to see it again. Uh, but all the other movies to me, like there's not a lot of margin between one, two, three, four, all the way down to 20. Like they're all I I enjoy all of them in in one shape or form. So can can we all agree in some 
shape or form on that, that we're not talking like really negative about not including stuff. It's just the five movies that we enjoy, that we love, that we could repeat to watch, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like from from top to bottom, I mean, like there's, there's I think to me, there's three tiers. There's tier one, tier two, and tier three. And tier one's my top five. Tier two is like 15 movies that I can't really rank because they're so similar. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottom five is, you know, not, not the, not the, not the greatest, uh, movies in the MCU, but they're, they're still good. They're still good enough to be rewatchable. Right. And I think it helps that, like we talked about all, pretty much all the movies play into the main movies. So there's always like a vested interest that I feel like, uh, not levitates, that raises up the quality of maybe a bad movie, but because it's connected to like Avengers or it's connected to a bigger plot point, it makes it yeah. feel better. It's like, okay, this still uh-huh. is playing into something bigger than just this movie by itself. So with that being said, oh, Mark, you had something else. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, yeah, basically my list is malleable, meaning like I can change it at any time. You know, my number one could be something else. Uh, at any point because I mean I think for me a lot of them are interchangeable now and and the other thing is is like even on the point that Pat was kind of making the worst Marvel movie is still a really good movie so (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) maybe yeah, there was one movie that Lucas didn't mention that he would not watch again what was that Hulk? yep okay let me take that back the worst MCU movie <laughs> is still a good movie. Isn't that MCU, though? It's considered MCU. It's Even though it's oh, not Oh, you're Mark- talking about the Ed Norton Incredible yeah, Hulk. Yeah, the Ed Norton okay. Incredible Hulk. The one that where Tony Stark, had, he pops in at the after credits. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were talking the Banner Hulk. Oh, oh, dear goodness, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hulk dogs. Go ahead. Uh, I just said I'm going to disagree with all of you guys. This is the easiest list I've ever had to make. How many did you have to choose from? Seven? Seven and a half. Oh, right. <laughs> nice. <Versus> 21. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, with that, let's get into our top five. Let's start with number five. What do you guys have? We can go in any order. Just name them out. What do you have as your number five movie of the MCU? Th- Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Not nice. Do you want to if if you guys also have it ranked? Do you want to mention where it's ranked in your list, or only stick with number five? Would it get confusing? Let's just stick with number All five, right. and then we'll find number out. Number five, Thor Ragnarok. What makes that number five for you, Patrick? Like uh, this is short. It was the the music to mm. almost every single battle was just perfect. It's just perfect. Battle and music, nice. My number five is Civil War. And and that's because uh, I'll, you'll find that a lot of my and I guess this is kind of a hint of what's to come. A lot of my my favorite MCU movies are basically Avengers movies. <laughs> and even though it was called Captain America: Civil War, it was basically an Avengers movie. I, th- I agree. I still think of it as an <laughs> Avengers movie. Like when people are like Infinity War is Avengers three, I'm like, no, it's not. It's like Avengers four <laughs> or five at least. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it very much kept along with, um, you know, the whole saga of 
Cap and Bucky and that whole situation of the Winter Soldier stuff. Um, so it was it was a Captain America movie, but like all pretty much all of the Avengers were of all involved. Um, I think Thor and Hulk were not there. Um, right. But um, yeah, and first introduction of Spider Man to the mm-hmm. MCU. So yeah, that was cool. Good choice. <coughs> How about you, Ronnie? I went Number with five. Infinity War, and I actually feel like this would be probably higher on my list. But if you knew, if you knew what was I, happening, <laughs> yeah, if I knew what was happening, the action was great. <laughs> um, but I, no, I just didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't know enough backstory. I think to really appreciate it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I think as I've sh- nice. as I've shared in the past, uh, Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes like overall and especially more currently and i just really like i I just like the mix of comedy action uh he's a very imperfect hero like he screws up a lot but he does it in such a graceful way like you know a lot of a lot of superhero flicks like when they mess up they get angry at themselves or they get angry at someone else and he's so very rarely gets angry with anyone he's just like oh man i better try again and he just keeps trying. So I really, and I think on top of that too, Keaton is, Keaton surprised me as a villain. Like when they announced that it was going to be Vulture as the villain in that, I was like, Vulture? Really? But uh, I, I, so that's, that's, I, I think between Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man and Keaton, that's why I put it at number five. How about number four? What you got? This time we'll start with Mark. We'll mix it up a bit. Mark, what's your number My four? My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Volume one. Yes, yeah. and for several different reasons. Um, four reasons? The cast. Oh, go ahead. Say that. No, I said for four reasons. Four reasons, yes. This is number four. Um, <laughs> no, the cast is great. Um, the comedy in it is just is hilarious. Um, it's a very accessible movie, even though they like go to all sorts of different planets. I feel like it's accessible enough and fun for anybody, you know, those who aren't necessarily MCU or Marvel fans can enjoy this movie because of the comedy and because of the cast. And the the soundtrack was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of just great music. And they incorporated it into the plot of the movie, um, which was even even better. So, yeah, definitely, definitely on my top five. Yeah, every time I hear, uh, <clears throat> uh, I totally blanked on the song. The one he sings, you holding the rats at the beginning of the movie. Come and get your love. Yes, yeah. I like. I want to find a rat and sing into its face. Anytime I hear that <laughs> hey, song. Hey, what you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sing it correctly, but I would find that rat and pretend. Come and get your love. All right. Number four, Ronnie. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm. Ooh. I see a theme here. Yeah, I think this one, um, obviously, I only have seven and a half to choose from, so um, there's that. (laughs) What are you going to do? I liken this this one because everything they built in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, like they brought back a lot of that similar comedy that everybody loved. I mean, like, I mean, even the way it starts off, right? They're fighting that thing. Like, 
Rocket's like trying to fix the thing up. He's trying to fix the radio up or whatever. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "He's like Quill likes music when we're doing our when we're doing our thing or whatever." And he's like, "No, I, he's like, no, I don't." He's like, "Oh, it's fine." He's like, "Okay, Quill," and he's like winking at him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I get it." And he's like, "No, seriously." Um, just Stop like it. that that yeah. awkward comedy, like they brought everything back, uh, a lot of the same stuff. So nice, Patrick. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one. Oh, nice. hey, doubled up. Uh, there. I like. I mean, just just like what Mark said, the comedy, the music, the cast. Uh, Groot and Raccoon are the are just so great. Star Lord, you know, Peter Quill. I mean, everybody in that is just so hilarious, and it is very accessible. Like Mark said, um, you know, like it's another one of those movies. I knew nothing about these characters. And uh, this movie made me love them. And it's just fantastic. Nice. Um, my number four, some have said, is the Guardians of the Galaxy of the United States of America. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Nice. What? Yeah, that's not. That's <laughs> fake news. It's not the Guardians of the Galaxy of the United States of America. But no, my number four is Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, I, I like how they took... A comic book movie, they threw the formula out and they made a spy thriller instead. And they totally uh, they totally just went a different route and I did not see it coming. I was waiting for like this, you know, because if, if you've seen Captain America, the first Avenger, like it's very much just your typical hero flick. I will say that after watching it again this time around when I watched all uh, the MCU movies, I liked it more. But at the same time, it was still just kind of like a, it was just like, okay, this is a hero flick. It's following all the beats and doing all the things that it's supposed to do. But Winter Soldier, just it felt different. And it was like a spy thriller, and there were twists and turns. And I really, I just really enjoyed that. I kind of have a soft spot for like Mission Impossible kind of kind of flicks. And so uh, I really, I really enjoyed that one. So, all right, number three, Ronnie, what you got? Doctor Strange. So this mm-hmm. is the most recent full movie that I've watched. Um, no, I just, I, I love the origin story of Dr. Strange and how they explained everything. And the movie was just, it was bizarre. Like just to, just to watch all the manipulation and stuff of like the universe. Like it was just, uh, it wasn't like really anything I'd ever seen before. Yeah. How about them hands inside of hands inside of hands? <laughs> yeah. That, that was is, crazy. that is my wife and I's least favorite, not least favorite, but the most like, uh, it's it is so, it was creepy. It's yeah, so it was, creepy. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Patrick, how about you? Uh, number three for me is Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the the accords uh and them battling and uh picking sides, uh Ant Man getting 50, 60 feet tall. Uh <laughs> it's, I mean that battle was awesome. Have you ever seen that old movie? Um, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like like Mark said, it was a mini Avengers movie. Um, it was it, it could have been called Avengers Civil War instead of Captain America Civil War for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, having all the all the uh, heroes uh, battling against each other uh, was absolutely uh, one of the one of the, my favorite movies. Cool, Mark. Nice. My number three is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. This is the OG, the OG Marvel movie that started the whole MCU. Um, you know, obviously, 
the fact that Robert Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark slash Iron Man, like one of the best castings ever ever made. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, for sure, he he is Tony Stark uh, for you know not just this movie, but like several movies throughout the MCU. Uh, outside of his own movies, you know, obviously Avengers movies, um, you know, The Incredible Hulk and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, right. all of those feature a bunch of cameos from from Iron Man, and and so this is the one that started it all. They did a great job with the story um, and introducing his world, um, introducing the Avengers Initiative. Um, and, and the whole start of that, um, it was just, they did a real, a real great job with that and really brought Iron Man to the for, forefront of, you know, A-list superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely needs to make the list. Cool. Well, my number three is Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think this is partially because Thor and Thor the Dark World just are in such contrast to this movie like this should not be a comedy you get the beginning and thor's you know talking in his old english sort of way and then all of a sudden he makes a joke and then like the jokes do not stop and it's like they took the they took the joke approach that guardians of the galaxy had and then they just applied it to a character that shouldn't be that way and just his comedic timing and just the whole movie bringing the Hulk back in, uh, their relationship, may, you know, just everything about that movie just makes me laugh so hard. And just the relationship between Thor and Loki, um, uh, I just I just love that movie. It just it, it makes me laugh uh, just in the same way that Guardians, you know, makes makes us laugh as well. And I just I just loved it so much. Going back to the Stan Lee cameos, uh, the, the Stan Lee cameo for this movie when he is cutting thor's hair with that oh my gosh he's just like (laughs) it's like all this thing it's around don't cut my hair don't cut my hair and he cuts his hair that was good but uh yeah i was gonna say and i think after thor the dark world and just the mad direction they took that in uh this like thor ragnarok was a breath of fresh air. it really was for sure i think with the thor the dark world it was almost like they they almost went down a path of taking themselves too seriously like they yeah. had this whole thing going on where it's just like, okay, this is this is funny, but it's not supposed to be funny. And so then yep. they just turned it on its head and made Thor Ragnarok. And I just that's gotta be one of the biggest one eighty degrees uh turn for a character's arc. And it is a really cool arc for him to finally just not take himself seriously and just yet take things seriously at the same time. Uh as Thor. So cool. All right, so number two, Patrick, you wanna lead with that? Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. is number two. I think it was because it, it it's 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 a movie that is other than Endgame led up to this point, um, and there is so all the characters are in it. Uh, there is just like back and forth. There's there's multiple villains. Um, there is um, heroes that are meeting each other for the first time. Uh, you know, Thor uh, getting onto the, um, uh, what is their ship? Milano. The Guardian's ship. Uh, and when, <laughs> and when uh, Star-Lord starts, uh, starts 
talking like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> or Drax. Uh, Drax starts saying he's an angel, an angel pirate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's just like uh, so many parts in that movie where it was just funny. There's a lot of a lot of action. Thanos is like a really really cool villain. Uh, you see, like, why he's doing what he's doing. Even it's like a, a backwards way of doing it. Um, yeah, you know, you have like, uh, it's not just a villain doing bad things, you know, he's, there's a reason behind what he's doing. Um, and oh man, it was, it's a movie that I have watched more than any, uh, I would say any movie, I would say this is probably the second most movie I've watched in the MCU universe. Other Um, than your number one. Other than my number one, for sure. Um, I had a little caveat there, but yeah, um, it is just even though it's it's a it's a long movie, it's one of the longer ones I think. Uh, it, it's uh, I could watch that over and over again. It's about to get beat. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably, probably. We'll see. Yep. Ronnie, how about you? What's number two? Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy one. Nice. Like these guys hey. said, man. Um, just like the comedy throughout the whole movie, like the characters kind of meshing together. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Cool. Mark. My number two is also Avengers infinity war. And I think it's because honestly, like this, 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 this movie, basically it's where the stakes have really come to a head. Did you say steak? Um, This isn't the good kind of steak. Um, you know, the, the Avengers are faced with a huge problematic situation. Um, and I'm trying to not be spoilerific at all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very rough situation that they get into, especially with Thanos and the culmination of, of his quest, um, if you will. Um, and it's just... It's very, it's fun, and, you know, it's like a whole bunch of characters that you know, and they they make it work, and it's just the culmination of a bunch of movies, and it's very heavy in nature, um, especially with its ending, Mm -hmm. Um, especially going into Avengers Endgame. So, yeah, it's, it's intense. And so that's why it's my number two, and there's only one, honestly, that can beat it. Mm-hmm. Well, my number two is Captain America's Civil War. Um, I don't know. I think, for me, the development of Captain America and Iron Man's relationship is the centerpiece of this. Um, like you guys, you guys have already mentioned everything about it that I totally agree with the introduction to Spider-Man, the, the fight in Germany at the airport, you know, all the heroes fighting each other, even if they're pulling their punches, just getting to see like Ant-Man get real big and all that stuff. Uh, but for me, it's just the shock of, of the, the triangle between Winter Soldier, Captain America and Iron Man and just how that all unfolds and the drama and the tension and the emotion that kind of goes into that and how that affects the relationship, uh, the different take on the Accords, and then also the different take on Captain America's kind of reasoning behind the direction he goes with the Accords. Like all of that plays into they used enough of the comic books to be true 
to where everybody sits, but at the same time, I feel like they made it better than the comic books. They made they made a, a, a just a top uh, story of not just superheroes, but of like character development and hero development in Civil War. So uh, I loved it. Um, now we come to our number one. So <clears throat> number, uh, one. number one, I'm going to go ahead and give my number one because I haven't gotten first yet. Uh, and you guys have already mentioned my number one, which is Avengers Infinity War. And the reason Avengers, I have two main reasons that Avengers Infinity War is my number one. The first reason is Thanos. To me, he is he is the best villain in the history of villains in terms of depth. Like, he's not just being yeah, evil to be evil. He's not just, do, like, the, the second or third time I watched it, I was like... I, I don't. I kind of agree with Thanos, like uh, not in terms of how he's doing it, but <laughs> it's just like his his mindset of like you know in a in a universe in a myth, myth in a fictitious universe where you know we just say that God's not a factor. Like we have all these superheroes, we have all these aliens, we have all these things happening. Like his what he wants to accomplish is not necessarily a bad thing. Like what how he's doing it is terrible, but but the fact that he is trying to prune the universe so that it can flourish and survive. I'm like, that's not really that bad. I mean, obviously it is bad because of the way he's doing it and it senses violence, but it's just the way they portray it. And then on top of that, his relationship with his adopted daughter, Gamora and the, you know, the only person that he loves and, and all the sacrifice and all the things that go into that is just like you, I don't know. I care for the character. Like he's not just like a guy I want them to beat. Like I feel for him and for them to pull that off with an, a villain to me is just, it's amazing. Like it's just, yeah, he's not, it your, just blows me away he's not your that typical. they were able to do it. Yep. Yeah. He's you not your typical you, mustache twirling. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want to do man. That. I'm not saying it's okay to do that. I'm just saying the way they portray it in a fictitious world. I'm like, man, he's, they they just do a good job with this character, and I don't remember what the second so reason your, is. He's but your favorite superhero. He's my favorite villain. He's definitely okay. he's definitely not a superhero, <laughs> and I definitely don't want him to win. But oh, that's the other thing is the the second thing that makes it my number one is. His So, uh, spoilers. I love that. I was trying to stay away from that, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't totally say. I didn't say the nature of win and loss, <laughs> and I didn't even say what he was going to be doing. So, <laughs> when you were say when you were talking about Empire Strikes Back, I thought you were going to go to the route where he was someone's father, <laughs> like I am yeah. Tony Stark's father. Tony Somebody Stark's lost father. a hand. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, my number one is the original Avengers, the first Avengers movie. And it is it is just a solid movie through and through. Um you know, having the original what is it? Is it six? Six Avengers? Yes. Um kind of. You got Thor, Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Hulk? How many is that? That's six. 12. It's 12. Cut, the, yeah. cut that in half. <laughs> 42. Um, no, but uh, 
yeah, having the original six Avengers just coming together as a team for the first time, like just that iconic shot where they do that kind of like circle around um, when they're about to fight in the Battle of New York. Oh, yeah. That's just a classic, you know, just superhero shot. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and just the story was done so well. And, and it proved that you could have that many main characters in a movie and have it work. Now, obviously, they did it even better with Infinity War, but this was the, this was the real starting ground yeah. for, for being able to have that many characters, main characters in a movie, and make it work. Um, and, and it was just cool to see them come together for the first time. So All right. Can't be mad at that. So, Patrick and Ronnie, do you want to say your number ones at the same time? Iron Man. I thought we could do some kind of <laughs> countdown or something. <laughs> One, two, three. Hold on. Start over. Iron Man. 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 No, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Iron Man, man, yeah, it's it was it was the movie that pretty much started it all. Uh, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark made the movie. Uh, the the way he uh, became Iron Man, you know, he was in that bunker and he was just creating something, you know, big huge suit, uh, and it was just uh, he was just doing that in a bunker. He made that suit and. When he comes out of that bunker and he is in that big, huge Hulk Buster like suit, uh, it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, the 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 ego that he has, um, the you know he's pretty much he's better than everyone. You know he just feels that way. Uh, he's smarter than everyone. Uh, just the way he, what the, just his character is so fantastic. But really, what made me uh, absolutely love the movie is because he wants to be the center of attention. And at the end of the movie, when he's having that press conference and he has a statement that he's going to read, but instead of reading it, he just says, yeah, I'm Iron Man. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, just like blew my mind. Like, <laughs> man, you know, like, cause superheroes, they're usually like behind a mask. You don't want to know their identity. And he does the exact opposite of all superhero movies before he's like, yeah, I am Iron Man. So yeah, that's that's what really did it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the I, I don't know, like I think that I obviously haven't seen a ton of Marvel movies, but like man, that origin story of him like building that suit like was so cool. And, like you knew something was going on like when I first watched it, I was like, "All right, he's not he's not going to build this missile or whatever he's supposed to actually be building." But um no, I thought it was awesome. The funny thing is about that movie is like Tony Stark's character, like you said, like he's arrogant, he's just he's pompous, he's smarter than everybody else. And like you just love him. <laughs> Normally, like that kind of character, you'd be right? like, "This guy's this guy's awful," um, but you're just like totally rooting for him the whole time. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's such an awesome story. Nice. Well, you know what? We can't go wrong with any of the picks we've given today. Uh, in fact, we weren't the only ones to make picks. Uh, people in our Discord community and also some in Twitter gave their two cents on their top five. MCU movies. So I wanted to share with you guys the official GMG community MCUE Toppy Tenny 
ranking e no that's not what it's called stop 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 it, it. wow <laughs> shut your face lucas no but i do have the official oh gmg gosh. community mcu top 10 ranking because our tastes are so eclectic it went from five to ten uh side note i got to the end of tallying these up we had about 11 people submit their top five through discord and twitter uh, between you know everybody giving five movies each, which totaled should have totaled fifty five votes, and I kept getting fifty six, and I was like, "What is going on?" It felt like a hanging chat in Florida all over again, and I was like, "I gotta fix this." I did finally figure it out. So, uh, we had one honorable mention, that would be Iron Man two. It had one submission for one point. Number ten, Captain America: The First Avenger. Number nine. Captain Marvel. Number eight was two movies tied, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. Number seven, also a tie, Spider-Man Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number six, Captain America Winter Soldier. Number five, Captain America, a.k.a. Avengers Civil War. Number four, Thor Ragnarok. Number three, The Avengers. Number two, Tide, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, and Iron Man. That's the top 10, not top 13. Yeah, but when they're tied, (laughs) it counts for just the two. We're not doing Olympic scoring. And then the number one was Avengers Infinity War. So what do you guys think of that list? Can you get behind that list? Solid. Solid list. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, like I said, the this this whole list of MCU movies like is malleable. So honestly, there's really not much of a wrong answer. Nope. Unless someone um, tries to put Incredible Hulk in the top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mince words. Tell us how you really yeah, feel know, about right? that movie, Lucas. <laughs> so when it's all said and done, as we approach Endgame. Do you think it would be able to easily top into the number one? Do you think it's going to live up to the hype? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Marvel. It's going to. I'd say for me, it's probably going to land two or three. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to land. If it, it's in the top three, it's going to be. Yeah. So we got it coming up. And uh, VP Barnaby Butters wanted to know, in connection with going to see Endgame, because I think... I think all of us, I haven't mentioned, but within the next week or week and a half, I am also going to be seeing. I think all of us are going to be seeing in the next week and a half, right? Yep. 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 So when you go see the movie, VP Barnaby Butters wants to know, random question, but not so random this time. Do you guys dress up for movie events? I can imagine Mark going as the caped crusader, and I'm sure Patrick is full cape mode for any soups movies. Personally... I just do a t-shirt or hoodie related to the movie. For Endgame, I'm wearing a Thanos t-shirt. So, you guys have any uh, any outfits planned to wear for the Endgame premiere? No, I don't. But when Batman v Superman came out, I wore my Superman Halloween costume. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. I got I got looks, but I also got high fives all around. Now was this was this pre uh trunk or treat or after trunk or treat that you wore this 
Like, was this before the modification? <laughs> oh, no. Or this after? Is, this is the junk or treat costume, right? Is this the junk or treat costume, or was this the... Yes, this is the junk or treat costume. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Oh, my. Because you might be getting high fives for a reason, my friend. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, high five to you. This is a free show. <laughs> Awkward. Spring break, woo! Spring break, woo! <laughs> I uh, I probably won't dress up. I do have a Star Lord T-shirt. I might wear that. Will it say nope. "We blame you"? <laughs> I feel oh. like that's a spoiler. If I share anything else, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Blame, I don't blame. I don't even what? know. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you gonna wear anything special? Honestly, I don't think I've ever really actually like cosplayed. For a movie event, I've played, or I've put, um, I've worn like shirts, like, you know, like a Marvel shirt or a Batman shirt or something like that, but I've never gone in costume. Okay. And I think that will remain the case for, for Endgame. I will just wear some sort of a Marvel t shirt. I'm with you there. I think the. The last few times I've gone to see any kind of MCU movie, I've just worn like a Iron Man t-shirt or some kind of nerdy shirt that had a comic book character on it. I, I'm not a cosplayer. I do not have a junker treat Superman outfit to wear. So, or a, or a junker treat Spider-Man outfit, I guess I could say just to pick a different one. Uh, so, um, I think it would be appropriate if you guys are game to at least spend a few minutes giving any in-game predictions we might think. Now, with that being said, uh, spoilers, if if you were worried about that, I think in giving in-game predictions, there does need to be a spoiler warning. Would you agree? A little bit. I mean, I I personally think that if you're if you listen to this point, you should know that spoilers are just a part of talking about ranking movies and all that stuff. But with that being said, uh, I just wanted to see some of the predictions you guys had. I don't know if you guys saw on the Discord, but Arctic Warlocks had a lot to say about uh, his in-game predictions. So I'm kind of going to let him kind of uh, guide a little bit of the predictions that we talk about. Okay? okay. So all right. Arctic Warlocks first had this to say in regards to in-game predictions. He said, there are several categories of trying to predict things in this movie. You have the who dies and how many in this movie, which I think the over-under is five. So I'm throwing my educational guesses at Captain America, dead. War Machine, dead. Black Widow, dead. Hawkeye, dead. Happy, dead. Iron Man, not dead. But retired. Oh, I know, guy. right? It's like, who throws happy into the mix for dying? <laughs> I have something I could say about that, but I'm, I'm going to hold on. All right. Uh, he says, honorable guesses of heroes that might move on and we don't see for a while in the future movies are the Hulk and Thor. These two right off into the sunset. Now, I will say Hulk and Thor have already like gone. Uh, am I, how's it? What's, a, what's the word? M-O. You're talking about AWOL? AWOL, where am I? Moa, I don't know what I'm thinking of. They've gone. <laughs> they've already gone AWOL, so I don't see them going AWOL again. Uh, but in terms of deaths, what do you guys think is... Let's first by... What's a number you think? How many do you think will die of main characters? One. One? One. One? Low, low balling it, huh? 
I don't know if yep. I'd say lowballing it. I would be surprised <laughs> if there low. is many that uh, – I would be surprised if they killed off that many uh, in, in the Endgame movie just because of Infinity Wars. I think if, if they're going to kill off, there needs to be one specifically that matters. Um, I mean, I guess you could kill a few off at the same time if you needed to, but I feel like in order for it to like truly matter, there needs to be one, just yeah. one, that sacrifices himself in some way. Or herself. Well, in my case, it's himself. Captain America or Iron Man? I believe that Captain America will die. And I believe that they didn't, and I guess spoilers again, uh, for the comics, he was supposed to be in the comics and for Civil War, he was actually assassinated. Yeah. Um, He died. Um, But they didn't do that for the MCU movie. And I think that's because they wanted to save it for this. They've been hinting at the fact that that Steve Rogers was going to do something like this. Ever since he jumped on that grenade, uh, yeah. in 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 the first Avenger, yep, um, and and so I think, wow, that would be a huge callback, yep. yeah, if he does something like that again, for sure. So I know they kind of alluded that you know when he went down with that big old ship uh, at the end of First Avenger, but I think this is the big one um, where it where it truly matters. The most. So, Mark, now, I will. Uh, I was just going to say, I I back you 100% on this. Like, I agree with you 100%. And I think it it goes back to not just him jumping on the grenade, but uh, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all Easter on us because that's what we just got. We just celebrated this past weekend. But there's a there's a scripture that we've mentioned before that uh, where Jesus says, "Greater love has no one. No greater love has nothing better than this that a friend that you lay down your life for a friend." And I just think that Captain America being like the considered the greatest good in terms of superheroes, it just makes sense that he would die for other people. It just seems like a no brainer almost. For sure. So, I feel you, like if they kill off Captain America and Iron Man, it's just going to be a riot. I don't think they'll kill the off both. I think Iron Man's going to live. I think that sort of leads into my next prediction, if we can keep going. Okay. Yeah, keep going. What do you got? Um, So my next prediction will be that the original remaining Avengers, so the original, if if Captain America dies, the the remaining five original Avengers will basically pass the torch to the newer Avengers and basically retire or go off and do their own individual things like... I think Tony will survive mainly because he will retire being being Iron Man. Okay. I think he will finally give up, you know, b- being in that suit. Um, he will embrace life with Pepper um, and actually settle down and have a family. Um, you know, they kind of alluded to that in Infinity War uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you know the remaining ones will retire basically from being avengers and pass it on after this whole experience um 
So, commence with yours. Who else wants to go? Yeah, I I think I think there's going to be multiple deaths. I I really do. Uh, this is the end of I guess phase four of the MCU movies, and I I really believe that there is going to be some finality uh, to some of these journeys for uh, these characters. Um, like uh, it was Arctic Warlocks, he said that uh, he doesn't think that Hulk and Thor are going to die. I agree. I don't think they're going to die, but I think the the more human uh, characters will die. I, I really think that Iron Man is going to die. Okay. Um, he started it all, and I think there's going to be the this is the the end of his journey. Um, I don't think that there is going to be any of the Guardians that are going to die. Um, I th- I really I really think like Ronnie said, there's going to be a riot if Iron Man and Captain America uh, die, and I think they both will. Mm. Um, I don't, I really do. Um, I think there's going to be some sort of because uh, those are the two that uh, you know the Captain America Civil War. It was Iron Man versus Captain America and and their teams. I really think that they're going to come together. Um, there was a part where in, in Infinity War, the beginning, when Iron Man, you know, doesn't want to call Captain America, um, and then he's, and then you know, the Hulk, uh, he says, or Bruce Banner, he says, just give him a call. You know, we're at the time where we we need to talk to him. Yeah. And I think they're they're going to come together, uh, and whatever they're going to do, I don't know how it's going to end, but uh, they both are going to die, and it's going to be, it is going to be emotional. Um, these deaths aren't going to be something where they die and they go off screen. Uh, there may there may be those, and they'll come back later in the movie. But uh, I really think that uh, it's going to be a big emotional moment between Iron Man and Captain America as as they both uh, die at the same time. Okay, Ronnie, do you have any predictions you want to share with the class? I'm really just hoping that Rocket doesn't die. To be honest, yeah, I think he's very he's very low on the possible death i'd love for somehow he, him to be like an integral part in killing thanos it would be awesome <laughs> that would be awesome he's a, he's um, a sturdy uh, rabbit no, he'll be good i feel like the um i don't know like part of me thinks that you know they they're going to make a, a huge splash with this movie and i can't really think of anything bigger than you know m- you know maybe iron man and captain america both dying because I mean, those are the two, you know, kind of clear, like two largest um, out of the group, and when people are most connected with them. So, I think there's, and there's a reason that I, I definitely think one of them is probably going to go. Uh, I think that's the reason they, you know, they are still here for Endgame. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be rough. People are gonna be crying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. I think I think there's going to be... I definitely don't think they're going to play it safe and have pretty much everybody live and like just one or two die. I think, I think every major group is going to have someone at least die. Uh, either stay dead from Infinity War or die uh, in, this, in this new one. Uh, one thing that, that uh, Arctic Warlocks brought up, he said another one. I also think there's a possibility that since the beginning of Infinity War, the Hulk got beat up, that the rest of the movie he didn't want to come out. And I think that in Endgame, something will happen that will make the Hulk go into World Breaker Hulk mode, 
possibly Black Widow being killed by Thanos, and that Hulk would get so angry that he finishes Thanos and somewhat gets redemption. And I like oh, this, not because Black is, Widow dies. That is good. But that's one thing that I've been the watching Infinity War again. I'm like, Hulk is such a non-item in Infinity War that he has to redeem himself. He has to come back yeah. and go nuts. Because that's the thing with Hulk in the comics, that he just gets angrier and ang- you cannot kill him. You cannot kill the Hulk. You can kill Bruce Banner, but you cannot kill the Hulk. He is he is unstoppable. And so he is going to show himself in Endgame and he is going to be an integral part to defeating Thanos or another villain that might show up during uh, this. Uh, we don't know. But I, I thought about that too, about the fact that Black Widow dying or and or... Uh, Hawkeye also dying because I think that in Endgame he loses all, if not most, of his family, and he has nothing to live for. And so he, I could very much see him sacrificing himself uh, for the cause. So wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's actually a good, a good prediction right there. I don't like, like I said, there's going to be deaths that happen off screen where you think they die. Yeah, and I think that might what happen with maybe Black Widow if she doesn't die. Yeah, for real. Uh, it kind of looks like she yep. does, or because she she gets hurt really badly to where Hulk wants to come back out. No doubt that he'll go. Yeah, he'll go nuts good. on Thanos. Uh, also, Mark, just so you know, you're not alone with the passing of the torch. At life of Mike BC said, seems bland and obvious, but I think some MCU vets get deaded or stay deaded, and then new kids on the block stay alive or come back. Pretty much insinuating that. They kind of, they kind of take the torch and carry it forward. There would definitely be. Yeah. I definitely agree with you, Mark. That there is definitely going to be a changing of the guard, and it's going to be more. Uh, it's going to be maybe more drastic than we want to believe or think it will be. Uh, do you guys think that they're going to insert any of the new like characters that were acquired through the Fox relationship, like any X Men? Do you think they'll hint at any X Men? kind of being inserted into the MCU because that's one thing that I've had in the back of my head that would they make that a part of the next phase, the X-Men phase to kind of join that into the MCU. I think it's too, I think it, they, that whole acquisition was too late, too late, right? Um, for Maybe, for yeah. that, um, will they incorporate it into the next phase of Marvel movies? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. For sure. But yeah, in terms of it showing up in Endgame, I just think it, it came a bit too late. I mean, they could surprise me, but... Yeah, and bringing in a whole new slew of characters in the MCU, uh, that, I mean, that's going to carry the Phase 5 and Phase 6 just because of the new characters yeah. uh, in the MCU, for sure. Speaking of new characters, I did have to ask, do you guys... Not do you guys. Who do you guys think will be the villain that's introduced in Endgame? Because surely Thanos is not the main villain for both Infinity War and Endgame. I think and I think Thanos is the beginning villain, but I don't think he's going to be the main villain, at least by the end of the movie. I think they're going to use it as a way to introduce the next villain. Oh, I don't know. I don't know any villains in the MCU. So every time there's a new villain, oh, I'm like, okay. okay. New yeah. information. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they they might take this opportunity to sort of introduce um, a, a bigger big bad or another big bad. Um, I think Thanos, for the most part, will remain the villain yeah. of both Infinity War and Endgame. But the one place they can go 
is a character by the name of Galactus. Yeah. Um, and he is this huge, like, godlike evil character. He um, is. So I, I think they could certainly go in that direction. Um, but who knows? Yeah. The reason I brought that up, too, is not just because of the fact that, I don't know, they're... It's just it's just how it goes with comic book movies or with just movies in general. They just they have to go to the next big thing. But but it's just the fact that in the trailers they have shown like they've shown what looks to be a a big showdown between Thanos and the characters. And so I just feel like it's possible there's like a smoke and mirrors thing going on where they have another villain in the wings. Whether it's a hero turning to a villain that we don't know they're going to turn into a villain or. Like uh, they like something totally random that I think he's a hero in the comic books, but uh, for the who are the gold people from Guardians of the Galaxy two? Oh gosh, the Sovereign, I think. Yes, and yes. And then they have the Adam Warlock character that they alluded to at the end of Yep, uh, Guardians Warlock. of the Galaxy two that is supposedly in the comic books the only one, one of the few that has been able to use the Infinity Gauntlet. Like I wonder if they're going to introduce him, which I think he's a hero, but they could make him a villain. I feel like that would be such a just out of nowhere pull, though. I mean, yeah, they introduced it in that sort of after credit scene, but like to just introduce Adam Warlock at the very last minute to do that, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah. who knows? Time will tell. Speaking of time, very quickly, time travel. It's almost guaranteed to be a part of the next end, the next movie, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, it has to do something. I it has to do with the quantum realm. Yeah, something. So, they're going to be able to time travel using the quantum realm. Uh, what that looks like and how they're going to do that, but I mean, yeah, there's going to be some sort of time travel uh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a. I have a couple Brazilian friends. They said they thought the. In the the trailer, you know, where it shows them heading, not heading off, facing Thanos again, that they think that they're pretty much going to lose that battle miserably. And then they're going to, those who are left are going to return to Earth, go to the quantum realm, and that the majority of the movie is going to be about them going back in time and trying to fix the mistakes and trying to hit the points where they can kind of prevent Thanos from doing what he does. And uh, they think that... uh, Captain America is going to actually stay in the past to live his life with Peggy as both a way to kind of fulfill his past and then also take one for the team, like travel back in I time like to, that. to, I like uh, that. that's pretty cool to, you know, whatever he needs to do in the past to change the future, you know? And that's what, I, when I was talking yeah. to him about that, I'm like, well, what are they going to do in the past? That's really going to prevent Thanos from doing what he does. Like, I can't think of what they would do. I know exactly what that. they would do. But I don't want to say it. <laughs> well, do you do you know for sure they're going to do it? I don't know a hundred. Well, I have some ideas. Okay, fair enough. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say them though. As Arctic warlocks would say, fair enough. I won't. I won't say it on here. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Well. I think we've exhausted so many predictions that we're about to we're we should get at least one or two things right. So, do you guys have any final thoughts? Any music, Mark Boucher, that you want to share with the class? 
Oh, you know we got some music for yeah, sure. Yeah, you do. Um, and as always, uh, you can check out the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist on Spotify and on iTunes. Thank you so much, Bernabe. Uh, and so the list that I have this week um, is basically all around the MCU music that has been used in the various MCU movies for sure. Um, the first on the list is the Avengers theme. Um Oh, Man, nice. it's so classic. PUBG theme, nice. The PUBG theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second song is Red Bones, Come and Get Your Love. So there you go. Yes. Yes. Grab your rat and start singing. <laughs> um, and the third is ACDC's Back in Black, which they used in the first Iron Man. Um, Criminally underused in the Iron Man movies. I think that yeah. should have been in every Iron Man movie at some point. But well, we already had Iron Man on the list, uh, on the playlist already, so I couldn't use it again. Um, otherwise, I totally would have. Oh no, that makes uh, sense. I was the same for those it was, songs. It was either Back in Black or Shoot to Thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I Another decided to go with Back in Black. Um, and then the the fourth was actually kind of a submission from our community. Um, the only submission I got was was from um, Barnaby Butters. Uh, VP. He's he had suggested a particular song from Deadpool, which technically he's part of the MCU, I guess now. <laughs> um, but um, upon listening to the lyrics of that particular song, uh, I kind of decided to steer away from that. So instead, um, I used the song "Angel of the Morning." By Juice Newton. That is actually the song that plays uh, during the intro credits for uh, Deadpool. Oh, nice. So there you go. Those are the submissions. Wait, hold on. His name is Juice? Her name is Juice. Oh, her name is Juice. (laughs) Why would you think him? Come on, Patrick. (laughs) Juice is clearly a girl's name. (laughs) I I have a feeling that's not her actual name, but you know. You never know. No, I don't. <laughs> but those are those are the submissions for this week. All right. Well, that's all for this marvelous morning. Feel free to leave us a positive but honest review and rating on iTunes if you have a couple minutes to spare. We did get another five-star rating this week, but <gasps> we still yes. need three more for Ronnie to do something crazy. So let your voice be heard Apple-style. Also, remember, if you'd like to join in on our future episodes or connect with our community but are not sure how to do so, check out the show notes that have all of our info on our Discord server. It's free and a fun way to connect directly with us in the community. Also, our personal Twitter handles are there and the shows, which is at the GMG Podcast. Also, you'll find our email, or you can even call us at what number, Ronnie? I don't know. That's right, folks. 929-I-DON'T-KNOW. <laughs> Call and restrictions may apply. Call in at 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message, ask a question, and you can join us on the show. Beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as we pinier la jihafa and have a good morning for discussing our dreams. Not the Martin Luther King Jr. kind, but the teeth falling out, arriving to school late in your underwear or flying kind of dreams. Should be interesting. All righty then. PN, MB, and RJ, who for the 26th and the 27th 
week in a row, procrastinatingly put off watching Patrick's DVD copy of Superman. You, our friends, family, and listeners, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, work, and game. Jutubain is mon ami. One, two, three, four. Okay, so there's this podcast, and it was called The Good Morning Guys, and Lucas was there, and Ronnie was there, and Patrick was there, and Mark was there, and they totally got together every week, and they would do a podcast, and it was like, man, let's do a podcast together. Oh, keep oh. going. Oh, man. <laughs> We're supposed to stop. I'm, st- I'm, still, I'm still stuck on this juice name. <laughs> yeah. Her actual name was like Judy K, not Juice. Figures. Yeah, man. If I was if I was like a, a a rapper, I'd be like Master Juice. I'd be the orange. Well, juice. with Judy, oh, I would have been like Judy Juice. Like make it a make it a whatever that's called, where you double up the sounds. Like, hey, I'm Judy Juice. What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> What's, up What's up with you? you? What's up with Juice? You talking to me? <laughs> and Ronnie, there's this movie that he kept not watching each and every week, and he's like, "Nah, man, I didn't watch it, but I did watch these other movies." And Patrick was all this like executioner of fake news kind of stuff. He's like, "Fake news this, fake news that," and then Lucas, he's over here being all high and mighty pastor kind of stuff. And, and then there was Mark, you know, he was like, oh, "Guys, I hate you, blah." And uh, I can't think of any more. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, guys, that's a wrap.